Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck trailers, uh, tractors, and more. Truck tractors and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. When the Nuggets lost to the Jazz, it was an eye-opening moment for me where one of the Nuggets, I can't remember who it was, admitted it publicly, we overlooked the Jazz. Yeah, Michael Malone was not happy after that game either. Then, in the next game against New Orleans, Michael Malone made it very clear in no uncertain terms, this New Orleans team, with the way that they are playing right now at that time, they are not just beating teams. They are embarrassing teams. They beat Sacramento, a playoff team, by 33. Beat Golden State by 39. Michael Malone, one reason why he's one of the best coaches in the NBA is he understands the temperature of his team. He knows the right buttons to push. He knows the right levers to pull. And boy, did he do it beautifully against New Orleans in a game that really wasn't close. Yeah. Yeah, he does a great job. And and I think that he's I think a few things are at work there. First of all, he's just a damn good coach. Okay. Yep. So we we start with that. But Dynasty. Yeah, right. Dynasty. Well, that's okay. That was still one of my favorite moments. One of the best year. moments I've seen. I mean, unreal. Yes. Just unreal. Because you saw him as a human being. Yeah. yeah. He and Jokic at that at that right. parade were pretty tough to beat. But the fact is that he has earned his chops with that locker room. Guys trust. Um, it's not It's not a given. You know, especially in the NBA where these guys are making so much money that you're going to have a well-oiled unit of trust between players and a coach. I mean, hell, who coaches the, the Lakers? I mean, I guess it's Marvin Ham, but it's really LeBron James, right? I mean, we all know that. Yeah. But Michael Malone is the prevailing voice in that locker room, and he has enough cachet because of his success and because of the way he's treated people and his and just the, his ability as a basketball mind to carry the the locker room. And you're right. You're you're so on target. He knows the buttons to push. He knows when he can slap him in the backside or, you know, give him a little pat in the back. And he's not, and, and they're 28 and 13. He's the dad you want to please. Yeah. That's yeah, who very he is. much so. Well said. Yeah. yeah. And and to your point, he knows when to put his foot on the gas mm-hmm. and when to take it off. It took him a while to truly praise Michael Porter Jr. Yes. Michael Porter Jr. is having the best season of his career. It's unfortunate we have seen a step back, as of right now, from Christian Brown. That, to me, seems a little bit surprising. 
You're getting out of Jokic and Murray what you always get. Same thing with KCP. Same thing with Gordon. It is MPJ that has really stepped up his game to be more consistent, cutting to the hoop more, not standing around, playing a little bit better defense, putting up numbers, you know, in terms of getting rebounds. You have been critical of Michael Porter Jr. of getting the easy rebounds. Right. From what you have seen this season, does it look like he's fighting a little bit more for rebounds? Yeah. I, I, I think that his game has continued to evolve. And um, and he's been a great citizen and teammate during the process. It, for a guy with a near-max deal, that young, who clearly has come out of the AAU culture, to buy in, that's not always a given. And Michael Porter Jr., and we talked about this a lot last year, even when he was not playing as much, was not being counted on, maybe wasn't being as tr- trusted in down the stretch. And it's happened a few times this year. He was never part of the problem. He was always part of the answer. That is, to me, the biggest part of the maturity of Michael Porter Jr. I think you and I agree. His game, as it continues to evolve, should get only better and better. Because his size, his skill set, all of these things are undeniable. It's his mindset and his engine and his willingness to be a good teammate that needs to continue to be consistent. And he's been great. If you had to make a prediction right now, snapshot of today, did the Nuggets win another title? No. And I don't think so either. No. I'll tell you how they could win another title. Nikola Jokic played 40 minutes in the playoffs last year. He's going to have to play 43. Jamal Murray played 40. He's going to have to play 43. Michael Porter Jr. played 33. He's going to have to play close to 38. Aaron Gordon, 36 last year. He'll have to play close to 40. Smelling what I'm stepping in here? No, I got you. Bruce Brown played 27 minutes per game in the playoffs last year. They don't have anyone on that roster coming off the bench. Maybe Reggie Jackson, who you trust with 27 minutes per playoff game. Yeah. Not even Reggie Jackson do you trust with that type of playing time. It's not to take anything away from him because he's been really, really good. Bruce Brown is outstanding on both ends of the floor. And then you had, you know, Christian Brown. He played 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. Looking at the way this bench is currently constructed, Outside of maybe Reggie Jackson and Jeff Green played 17. Do you see somebody playing 17 minutes a game in the playoffs right now that's really going to make a difference? 13 minutes, 27 minutes? Mm, no. No, probably They're, they're not. not there yet. And even Calvin, not yet. even Calvin Booth admitted it. He said, we are not playing for back-to-back titles. We are playing for two or three titles in five years. Yeah. And he did. He he did. And that's a. And this is not a Dick Monfort comment. No. We're trying to make the playoffs every two, two, no. two of every, every five years. No, I like the statement. I don't have any problem with it. Does it mean that they can't necessarily win a championship along the way? Yeah, sure they could. It. When I say I wouldn't bet on the Nuggets right now, it has more to do with other teams and how hard it is. And we talked about this in the first hour. You know, you you've. You're, you're, you've played so many more games to win a championship. Your summer has been so short. They're the the uh, the champagne circuit has certainly been out there, and and players have partaken. 
And that's fine. They should. They should enjoy all of that. So there are challenges, not to mention teams are better. I mean, all of a sudden, Minnesota and Oklahoma City are factors, for instance, along with Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia and all of the normal suspects, right? We talked about Christian Brown, and I think you and I both agree about Christian Brown and where he is this year. I'm going to throw some numbers up, but I'm still going to say that I think you and I are both right about where Christian Brown is, because I think that where we need Christian Brown to be is at a place where he's not yet, even though he's made great progress from a year ago. He has. He's made progress on the stat sheet. Statistical progress. Just like Russell Wilson made a lot of progress. Absolutely. And so, so for those of you that are going to, that, that are, are sitting there saying, well, what in the hell are you guys talking about? Let me throw some numbers at you. I would I would say, okay, acknowledged. He's, He's better in every statistical category. Every statistical category. But is he the type of player that we, what did we talk about before the season? We'd love to have 10, 11 points a game. You know, uh, to fill in the, and, and, and the trust factor. Can he play 21, 22, 23 minutes a game? The, and I don't think that those answers are there yet. This is the one thing I trust about Christian Brown. He has a championship mentality no and a championship pedigree. Right. If there is one guy on this roster, and yes, I'm including Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm including Jamal Murray. If there's one guy that I believe on this roster can flip a switch in the playoffs, I would put Christian Brown on top of Interesting. my list. Well, Over Jokic. Yeah. And it's not it's not a knock on Jokic. No. And it is certainly not a knock on Jamal Murray. Christian Brown is an energy guy. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. And to me, when the playoffs come, he can flip that switch. Yeah, supernova. Uh, no question about it. And, uh, and all he's done is win championships. By the way, we will get more into this tomorrow. There was somebody in the media who went after Pat Sertan over the weekend, a guy that I've known very well, saying he had no business being a all-pro. What? Right. I, I'm not going to mention his name, yada, yada, yada. Wrong battle to fight. But I will say this about another player. Georgiev made the all-star team. Yeah. That was it, curious to me. And Rantanen didn't. Curi- I mean, I guess. Position. Curious. Georgiev. Yeah. Nice guy. He got to the All-Star game because he had 24 wins. He is 28th in the league in goals against average. And he's about 39th in save percentage. Clearly, because he's playing for a great team Mm -hmm. that scores a lot of goals. Right. Right. I can see why you make him an All-Star because he's won a lot of games. But to me, this is the equivalent of a guy who has a 20 and five record with an ERA of nine because every time he's on the bump, his team scores 10 runs. It was a surprise to me. I won't go quite that far. I was, but, I, but was I, I was floored yeah. when I saw this. Right. Coming up after the break, a lot of great football games over the weekend. I should say a lot of, a lot of great storylines that got furthered. The Texans shredding the best defense in football, the Packers up and coming, embarrassing the Cowboys to a point you're wondering if Jerry Jones is looking for a new head coach right now. Then, of course, you have Detroit snapping that winless streak 
in the playoffs. We have two great games today. We will address all of it next. The question is, though, which was the most impressive win? The Packers, the Texans, or the Lions? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle watches. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. There's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. The auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. In the meantime, when it's this cold outside, I think of comfort food. I think of slowly smoked briskets and ribs and mac and cheese, and collard greens, and all kinds of good stuff that make you feel nice and warm. And where I go is Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Best out there. It's not just the best barbecue spot out there, honestly. It is the, it's one of the best restaurants in town. Because they have amazing homemade desserts. Their sides are fantastic. They smoke their meats really, really well. Um, they, they have things on their menu that barbecue places don't, like a smoked meatloaf with a portobello mushroom balsamic glaze, which is fantastic. You can eat that with a spoon. I almost did the first time I got it. I'm like, what's this for? And I started eating with a spoon. I kept eating it. And my wife, Mandy, said to me, she goes, no, you pour that on the meatloaf. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Right. So good. You can find them off of 36th and Pecos. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. I want to get into something, and I know this came from somebody from another station. And I get it. And it was incredibly controversial. And honestly, I know this guy very well. I'm not going to mention his name. Um, it, it, it was so controversial that Pat Sertan and... Justin Simmons actually got involved on Twitter where this particular guy said, I don't know why everybody's in such an uproar of Pat Sertan not being a first team all pro. You can make the case he should be. Sure. You can also make the case that there were other guys just as worthy. His case was this. And I'll ask you, because you have a man crush on, Pat Sertan, and I think he's unbelievable. Pat Sertan is technically one of the best, if not the best cornerback in the league. Is that fair to say? Yes. Would you say that Pat Sertan is a playmaker? No. And that's probably, and that was this guy's argument. He's not a playmaker. Yeah. Now, the argument is, is you don't have enough chances to make plays because they don't bother even jacking with well this is this is his answer but my answer and i'll go even further are you saying that um, people didn't avoid throwing at darrell revis and champ bailey and Dion sanders 
yeah, they tried to avoid him, but eventually you have to throw to him. Right. Champ Bailey had 10 interceptions in one season. Mm -hmm. So far for Pat Sertan, he has seven interceptions in three seasons, but he had one this year. Yep. Okay. Think of, think about the one play that ever, that a lot of people remember from the season finale. He had a pick six against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I believe the Broncos lost that game. Yeah. Pat Sertan's an unbelievable player, but it is not an unfair argument to say that he is not a playmaker. It is just not an unfair argument. Justin Simmons is a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not Steve Atwater where he's going to knock your helmet off. There are different types of players. No one is argue no one is arguing that Pat Sertan isn't a great technically sound hard to throw against cornerback. But some people do look at stats and when they see one interception they don't think, well, nobody throws at him. People don't really throw at Sauce Gardner either. They throw to him more. Yeah, they do. But my point is, there are plenty of cornerbacks historically that don't get thrown against. You know, I look at Deion Sanders. He had seasons, five or, five or more interceptions in a season. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five of those. Um, and he was a remarkable uh, kick returner as well. Now, well, but, 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 but that's not what made him an all pro. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the the knock against Deion Sanders is, well, a guy doesn't tackle. Okay, fine. He, he, he isn't he isn't a very good tackler. When you look at when you look at Champ Bailey, first two seasons with Washington, five picks, five picks. There are lots of threes and twos on here. He did have an eight pick season with the Broncos when they went to the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. The next season he had 10 champ Bailey was a ridiculously good tackler no and question. great on special teams as well. So when you, you can't make the argument that he doesn't have a lot of picks because nobody throws at him when champ Bailey, no one threw against him either. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, who would you have rather thrown against? Honestly, when the, when the Broncos went to the AFC Championship game, essentially a rookie in Darren Williams and Dominique Foxworth or Champ Bailey, you're throwing on Darren and Foxworth all day, oh, and Carl Payma. Yeah. Yet, yet, you have in 2005, you have Champ Bailey with 10 interceptions. Yeah. So, you, you, if pick your argument that you want, but the truth is. The great cornerbacks, nobody throws really against them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess my argument would be, I don't know what world I could be living in where Pat Sertan is not one of the top four corners in the NFL. Playmaking, I don't care. I don't care. Play, play, being a playmaker is important. Yeah. Making plays is important, isn't it? Making key, plays. Key, in key moments of the game. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to Shaq Barrett when he was here. He never put up huge stats, but he always seemed to be around the ball. Yeah. I'll give you another guy. Okay. There's no question that the best defensive back on the Broncos is Pat Sertan. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? I, that would be my argument. Who would yeah. be this? Who would be the second best defensive back? Justin Simmons? That would be probably next in line, yes. Who made arguably more plays this year in the secondary? Jaquan McMillan made plays, mm-hmm. impactful plays, yeah. 
plays that gave the ball back to the offense, got the defense off the right. field, gave field position that it made so hard for the and offense. I for, love him, but I'll still take Pat Sertan of, over Jake of, McMillan. Of course so. you're going to take yeah. Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons. Yeah. What I'm saying is... I'm glad they're all together. What I'm saying is making plays should not be something that is just completely glossed over. Not completely glossed over, but keeping players from keeping opponents from making plays is in and of itself a form of making plays. It is, but then again, Darrell Revis. Well, the NFL- hold on, no, no, hold on, Revis Island. You never throw against the guy. You put him out there, no help yeah, whatsoever. Right, no help whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. He rarely threw against Revis, yet he had seasons of five picks, six picks, five picks. Mm-hmm. Now, in in Sertan's rookie season, he had four interceptions. Was he worthy of being a, a an all-pro his first year? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. He was a rookie. I get it. He was Probably a rookie. not his first year, but since then. Yeah. yeah. Well, the- last year, he had two picks. And for all these guys that we are talking about, yeah. they're... Stat sheet is littered with two and three interception seasons. But one, I'm sorry, really jumps off the page when you have no sacks, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. When you have none of that. We know how great he is technically. Sure. I'm with you. But does he make plays? Well, I always am careful about the source and if he is being honored by, like, the NFLPA and is getting the direct sunshine from players in the league, I listen, I listen to that more than who votes on the all Who votes on All-Pro? Players and who else? Or is it just players? Well, Players, coaches? It's not the fans. The AP is media. It's media. I, I consider the source, frankly, being in the media. Yep. So, look, there are lots of good football players out there. And I, no one's going to move me off of Pat Sertan. I agree. Is, and I know you're not trying to do that. No. Um, and and, I, and do I think he is, is he worthy of being a all pro? Yes. Do I think the guy in the media was it necessary to pick this battle? No. If you want to pick on Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, knock yourself out. There, there, there are plenty of holes in their games. Sure. Where, where you could, but I, I would not, I'm not going, yeah. and, I, and I'm not, not sure why you're going up that hill. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but, but the way that he said it was just so aggressive and dismissive and dismissive. Yeah. I, my point is, I understand this person's point. And it's a fair point. It is. He is not a playmaker. He he doesn't get interceptions. He doesn't force fumbles. He doesn't strip the ball. He he is technically sound, an incredible player. But is he a playmaker? No, he's not. I'm sorry. He's not a playmaker, but he's an un- incredible talent. Playmakers make plays in key situations. It doesn't mean you're not a great player. No. And he is so remarkable technically that he would be voted 
first team by the NFLPA without the benefit of plays being made. Think about that. If you recognize game and you can look at a player and through his technique and can totally wave off the playmaking element, which I agree. I mean, there there is a statistical element of playmaking that is tangible. Do you force fumbles? Do you, how many tackles do you have? I mean, there are metrics there. But I think it's remarkable when he can be a first-team player according to players and peers, even without that element in his game. That's a lot of respect, and rightfully so, in my opinion. You can make the case he does the opposite of what Raheem Moore did in 2012. Raheem Moore went for the pick. Yeah. Should Still have, hurts. Should have just tried to bat the ball away. Right. Maybe for Sertan's ego, to his credit, he wants to make the smart play instead of the hero play. Yes, I'm sure there are plenty of picks that he can try in. When you go for a pick, you are taking a risk. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You are taking a risk of missing on something and then it turning into potentially a play or a big play. What I would say about Pat Sertan is he is so technically sound that maybe he's not a risk taker. Maybe he doesn't feel he needs to. He feels his job is to break up the play, yeah. and that's it. Well stated. The more risks you take, the more glory that you are going to get. But also, there are times you're going to look like a fool. You get beaten. Like Raheem Moore. Right. I, for a guy like Darrell Rivas and Deion Sanders, Going for the pick was pretty important for their egos, specifically Deion Sanders. For Champ Bailey, his ego didn't work that way. Just didn't. Isn't it interesting? I, I, maybe this is interesting. Maybe it's not. The, my two favorite corners to watch for both Broncos, Champ Bailey and Pat Sertan. Yep. I, I, odd. And I know I'm around Pat Sertan all the time. Yep. That helps a little bit. But Champ Bailey was a guy that I loved watching from afar. I'll tell you what I hope doesn't happen is that Pat Sertan went after this media member. So did Justin Simmons. I hope that Sertan does not change his game and say, well, if I get a few more picks, then I'll get that all pro nod. Mm. Now, knowing him, he's good enough to get those picks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You and I, I mean, as much as you can know a guy from putting a microphone in his face and spending time around him and stuff. We know him. We know him. Okay. I can't imagine. I, I, I can't imagine a player more secure in what they bring to the field mm -hmm. than Pat Sertan. Right. Three years in here. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some stats so, really quickly. And these, these are stats. Okay. Gotcha. Pat Sertan. Um, these are DB stats as much as anything. Sure. Else. He was tied for 104th with one interception. Mm -hmm. Passes defended. He was tied for 23rd. Okay. Deron Bland for the Cowboys. Had a tough day yesterday. He did. Well, Pat Sertan had a tough day in Miami. So with that, I'm, I'm never, ever going to kill a guy for, have, for judging him on his worst day or judging right. him on his best day. 
Unfortunately for Bland, who's in the playoffs. Yeah, that, you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that changes things a little bit for me, but that's okay. Uh, Dak Prescott had a pretty bad day yesterday. I don't care what his stats say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With that, nine interceptions for Bland. First, passes defended, 15th. Or excuse me, 15. He was tied for seventh. Mm-hmm. Stats should not always tell the whole story. No. But if you're looking at that and you can't watch every single game, I'm sorry, you're picking Bland. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, but I get it. Right. I wouldn't, but I get well, it. Well, apparently, totally get it. Nigel's letting us know that we need to do the locomotion <laughs> and move along right here. to the next uh, segment. Coming up after the break, what was the most impressive win over the four we saw over the last couple of we days? we got some pretty good choices, don't was we? Was it the Packers? Mm. Was it the Lions? Brrr. Was it the Texans? That's mm. next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, so uh, a lot of impressive wins by certain teams over the weekend. We don't need to talk about the Cowboys. I I hope I don't have to hear the word Cowboys until they hire a new head coach. How about them, Cowboys? Okay. Packers, impressive win. Texans, impressive win. I wouldn't call the Lions game an impressive win. It was an important win. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call it impressive no. in the sense that it was as impressive as what the Packers and the Texans did. No. So let's narrow it down to those two teams. Which game made you think, wow, more than the other? The Packers game, but only slightly. Just just because the Cowboys had been so dominant yep. at home. They're the statistically best offensive, most dynamic offensive team in the National Football League. And none of that was on display. And Jordan Love ended up stealing all of the headlines. Yep. And the Packers turned into one hell of a story down the season stretch. I mean, we saw that football team here. That, that was a team that was really struggling to find itself with a quarterback who was clearly um, still a work in progress earlier in the season. Um, But I'll tell you what, that Houston win against quote-unquote... It's not quote-unquote. They gave up 270 yards a game. Yeah. They gave up 270 yards a game. Very few teams in NFL history in the last 20 years, have given up 270 yards a game. 
If we had and looked they, a little further, we might have seen, though, some chinks in the armor because on the road, they were not as dominant in yards. And, and, and you brought up a I good... Thought, I thought defense travels in the playoffs. Yeah, right. But And indoors. It's, it's not like yeah. what they're going to see in Buffalo today. It's not like what they're going to see nope. in Kansas City. And oh, by the way, Kansas City did a fantastic job defensively in which... The Dolphins with Vic Fangio, granted, he's missing, I think, all of his starters at this point. Yeah. But he was missing six. Yeah. That certainly did not help. But if Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl, and I don't see it as being likely, he will win a lot in part because of his defense, kind of like what Tom Brady did with Tampa. Oh, yeah. Their defense is better than their offense. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and Chris Jones isn't coming back next year. Right. He's out. I would say that that's... Uh, the, uh, in fact, Miami lived down to expectations to me more than any team in the playoffs this weekend. Well, that's what we said going into the game. Yeah. Whichever team loses, this season will be considered an utter failure. Because there was a point where people thought Miami's the best team in the league. Yeah. There was a point where people thought Kansas City is the best team in the league. Yeah. One of those teams was going to have to lose. Mm -hmm. And the great equalizer was certainly the weather. Yeah. Except for... Patrick Mahomes was slinging it all over the field because yeah. that's what Patrick Mahomes does. Yeah. I mean, what was Miami's record in games played under 40 degrees or something? I mean, it's they like, were winless. It's like it, it's like non-existent. They right. don't have a record. And by the way, um, no, Patrick Mahomes does not have uh, Tyreek Hill anymore. No, nope. he may not have the same type of offensive weapons that he used to have in the past. Travis Kelsey would admit to you he had a down year, but they have one hell of a running back in Isaiah Pacheco. Boy, he's something, isn't he? Well, once that bowling ball starts yeah. starts rolling, you know all the pins are going to get knocked down. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? A prominent head coaching candidate has emerged for one of the Broncos division rivals, and there was a strange similarity between two young quarterbacks this weekend. That's coming up on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, auction for construction and contracting equipment, including new skid steer attachments, motor graders, wheel loaders, truck tractors, trailers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. The worst time to go to the grocery store is when you are hungry. Would you right. agree? Yes. Okay. With that, the best time to bring on Scott from Paramount Siding and Windows is when it is freezing cold outside and you're thinking, is my heat working? Because it's getting colder mm. and I know my heat is on. You know why it's getting cold in your house? Because you don't have enough insulation through your windows. And with that, I want to bring on Scott from Paramount Siding and Windows. Good morning, my friend. 
Hey, good morning, Eric. Good morning, Bruce. I'm morning. sure there are a lot of people up there running up and a, a heat bill because their place is still freezing cold because they don't have the right windows. At times like this, when it's, I mean, I'm looking at the temperature, it's negative six degrees outside of my place right now. It's times like this when your heater is coming on literally moments after it turns off again. It's running continuously. And it's because insulation, the vast majority of the time, it's got old windows. The heat is literally just escaping right through these old, thin, double-pane windows. Uh, so what we've got now is we've got some, I mean, I mean, we're really excited. We've got some brand-new five-star rated triple-pane energy-efficient windows that are specifically designed for this region in Colorado. We're hmm. very excited. So how much do you think... Listen, there's an expense, let's be honest. There's yeah. an expense with getting triple pane windows. They're five star. Yeah. They're the best on the market, right? Yeah. yeah. But in the long run, how much do you think it will help you with your heating bill or with your cooling bill over the course of, say, three to five years? Well, three to five years, you're going to notice it pretty immediately because uh, your energy savings will start happening right away as soon as the windows are installed. And then your comfort level on those is going to uh, be noticed right away as well. Uh, yeah, triple-pane windows are a little bit more expensive than double-pane windows. There's more material. There's better technology involved in it. But overall, in the long run, um, as, as time goes on, you're going to return that cost, of, that cost that you spent on the investment. You're going to get a return on that uh, relatively quickly. Now, if you have to you know, pay ridiculously high interest rates, you're right. going to think, when am I going to get out of this hole? However, right. I'm guessing you have great financing options. We do. As a matter of fact, right now, we've got a great uh, 24 months of Zero uh, percent uh, interest, no, no monthly payments. There's no down payment. You got 24 months to uh, pay off your entire project uh, with no penalties whatsoever. Uh, got a couple other options as well too. But it's things like this where, when you know that you need these new energy efficient windows or these new products, that you you don't necessarily have all that money right out of your pocket, and you want to be able to have some options to be able to pay for it over time. And this is a great way to do that. Uh, I know you can go out to people with product. But yeah. they should just come down to your showroom because it's totally awesome and newly remodeled, right? We've been finding, actually, I'm glad you bring that up. We've been finding more and more and more increasingly of our initial appointments that we normally had where one of our representatives would go out to your house and measure your windows and talk to you. Most of them now are starting off at our showroom so people can come in and see the different products. A lot of times... People don't want just one window that, you know, one person is pitching at that time, but they want to see, well, hey, do you have a variety of products? And so our showroom is designed specifically for that. We start the appointment at the showroom, take a look, take a look at some options, and then we can head to your house after that, take measurements and give you a quote. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? 303-482-5656. That's 303-482-5656 or ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. Scott, stay warm today, Mr. Triple Payne. Thank you. You too. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Boom, boom. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All righty, just in case you missed it, uh, Jim Harbaugh is the 
runaway favorite to become the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he is set to meet with the Chargers sometime this week. How threatening would it be to the Broncos and to the rest of the AFC West if, in fact, Jim Harbaugh was Well, hired? someone good is going to be in – well, this is the Spanos family making a coaching pick, so hold on. But someone is going to be connected with a quarterback that I think most of us recognize – as one of the top potentially in the NFL. We haven't seen all the best of Justin Herbert yet, but I would take him in a heartbeat. So is it a concern? Sure, it's a concern, but you know what? You can't worry about the damn Chargers or the Raiders or even the Chiefs. You got enough to take care of right here in Denver or wherever you are in the NFL. If you could take one job in the NFL right now that is currently open, Cowboys aren't open yet, but let, let's just even say they're going to be open. Which job do you want more than any? And I'm going to help you make your decision for you, depending on what you say. Okay. Uh, I, I don't... I'm sitting here trying to think of all the ones that are open. There are two very attractive jobs open out there. The rest are just all the same to me. Okay. Well, would you I, like me to tell you what I think they are? Yeah, I, I know one thing. I would like to work with Justin Herbert. Okay. I would take the commander's job, and I wouldn't even think twice about it. For you, Bruce, I would take the Chargers job. Yeah. You know why? Why? You're 65. I am 55. Yes. I'm going to take the commander's job. We have the second overall pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. We have new ownership that cares. The, the environment around the commanders has changed, yep. and they have $75 million in cap space. Fair enough. I would take that job long-term. If I'm Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh, I probably want to go to the Chargers. If I'm a younger coach, I would rather go to the commanders all day with their ownership. I don't want to work with Spanos. No. Spanos is cheap. You, you're right. Okay, I don't want to work with Jerry Jones. Because Jerry Jones is gonna is gonna bull rush you. Metal, right. metal, metal, metal. However, in all fairness and truth about Jerry Jones, for as difficult as Bill Belichick might be, and he probably is, who do you think is more difficult to deal with? Bill Belichick or Bill Parcells? Because Bill Parcells took the Cowboys job mm -hmm. and he did pretty well. Yeah, sure and he did. found and he found a way to work with Jerry Jones, or you can say Jones took a step back to Bill Parcells. Fair enough. I think it's an age thing. I'd rather take the commander's job. I think there's more long-term, if indeed you feel that one of the couple of quarterbacks could be your guy of the future. But you have to identify, this is our guy, yeah. because I believe in him. Caleb Williams has to make a decision today. Exactly. Okay? Today. Today, right? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I, the uh, the Washington situation right now is in a very important place because you have quote unquote generational talents out there in the draft. Well, we'll see how many of them are truly generational. But yeah, if you make a good pick right now with the ownership that they have, because I agree with you, I think they do have good ownership now. Pretty intriguing place. By the way, here's something that I never thought I would say in all the years of covering sports, which is over 30 years now, and something that you have never heard, and this has to do with the landscape of college football. Okay. Would you like to know where Shiloh 
and Shadur Sanders are right now. Where? They are in Paris doing a photo shoot as models. Nice. The reason why I'm not criticizing them for being over there and saying, oh, they're not concentrating on football. I'm not saying that. When have we ever said in the history of college football that football players have been allowed to do a Photoshop and get paid handsomely for it? Good for them. Good for them. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have great specials on wine. Said Shadur and Shiloh are in France, and the specials on wine are, in, are from Italy. Better get over to Rome, I buddy. Don't, I don't know how I just brought those two together. That make no sense. But, you know, 15% off of all Italian Well, they're wines. all on the same continent. They are. They're all part of the EU. Yes. Yes. We're not going to be having Frexit anytime soon. No. Yeah, because the UK not part of EU. That's right. Okay. That's why I said Frexit. Frexit. Or E-exit. I don't know how you get the I and the E together to put together a word. You're right. Mount High Plains, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their, um, not Louisville, Littleton. You can, I'm thinking of Mountain High Plains. You can find Argonaut Wine and Liquor off of Colfax. Yes. Order online. All day long. At ArgonautLiquor.com. Big day of football, right? Big day of football yeah, today. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, why not order online and enjoy and have them come to you and deliver all your liquor? How's that sound? Sounds good enough. I know one thing. 2.30 kickoff in Buffalo, yep. where they're still digging out. They are. Then Tampa Bay tonight, pretty good one-two punch on Martin Luther King holiday. We hope our friend uh, Alex Becker, our producer, is having a great time in Hawaii right uh, now. I mean, is there any doubt about I that? I know. Nigel, Nigel pushing all the right buttons. That a boy, Nigel. Bruce always pushing my buttons. Well. As for you, Brett, that is one hell of a porn stash. Seriously, I've he, never he said does, it on the air. He's looking good. I mean, see, I mean, Danny Bailey used to have a porn stash. You're right up there with, uh, you know, adult adult films or films for more mature and audiences. he's proud of him, too. Is Hurlbutt coming up next? Hurlbutt is coming up he's next. He's coming up next? Oh, dear. Breaking news, Cowboys lost, and I think the Packers are still scoring. Make it the best possible day again. <laughs>